The Pinball Network is online. Launching. Pinball Party. Like a nice pair of Christmas socks or glove that fits you just right, we're back with The Pinball Party, Episode 9. You know, the main difference between today's episode and the last time I recorded is that last time I didn't feel like complete fucking shit, which I do today. So to really start this off on a high note, oh my God, I'm sick as goddamn fucking hell. feel like someone shot me with a cannon, a cannonball right to like the lower back, um, hooked me up to a bunch of some sort of electrocution pads, shocked me for two to three days straight, took all the liquid out of my body, punched me in the face a few times, ripped my skin off, and made me swallow hot coals for a while. I feel roughly like that give or take a couple percentage woe is me everyone please oh poor guy he's so sick oh no yes thank you i appreciate it yeah well i'm i'm happy to be back I took last week off because we were in lovely mexico on a, a great trip with the family spent seven days mainly drinking pina coladas responsibly walking around looking at the the beautiful beach enjoying wonderful food I think the Italian food was the best, but it was all pretty great. It was a nice break from pinball, even though after about three days, I did get on my laptop and get on pinside. Like an idiot, and it, it felt dirty. It felt wrong. I didn't enjoy doing it, but uh, anyway. So that's what I've been doing for the last week, and that's why we didn't have an episode last week. But today, we have a wonderful episode. And today, what are we going to talk about? We'll talk about a l- little bit of news but actually, a lot of that news we'll, we'll talk later with the guys from Nudge Pinball, which is the main meat of today's episode. Doc Monday and Kale Hernandez back again by popular demand to talk about Pinball Expo 2022, which I was not able to attend. So let's get the rundown on what happened there. The good, the bad, the ugly, you name it. We'll hear it from those guys. Beyond that, that's really all I had planned for today. I've only been back for a couple days, my head's been out of pinball, and I need to hear from these guys. Bring me back into the pinball world. I'm not going to review a game for the second episode in a row. My apologies. We'll start it back up next time. Again, just didn't have the time to really prepare for that. And I'm sick. I feel like hell. Oh, God. Scrape me off the floor with a shovel and throw me right in the trash. However... To continue our complaints, grievances, discussions of rules from the secondary market road, let's talk about who needs to figure the fuck out what to do. Figure it out. On this very special episode or segment of Figure It Out. Figure it out. This comes from the perspective of, I guess, everyone. It's those people that back out of deals. And who's the subject of today's figure it out? Well, 
That's me. Holy shit. Oh yeah. I need to figure it out. Why? And maybe I'm using this as a confessional of I've backed out of a deal in the past. You bet. I've backed out of multiple deals. Generally from, you know, it's it's a, it's it's always with respect of hey, it's, you know, here's a reason whatever and you know, we've all done it. It's not a $1 pack of gum. It's a 5 to 10 to 15,000 dollar machine. It's a big purchase. There's going to be, you know, wearing levels of confidence of should I do this, should I not? And I've definitely been on both sides of that where I'm absolutely sure I'm buying that no matter what, nothing changes. I've also been at those times, like I'm about to talk about, where I haven't quite figured it out. Figure it out. And here's what I did. There was, uh, in the middle of Mexico, I got back on Pinside like an idiot and idiot. started looking at games and Impulse told someone I wanted to buy a game. I saw it. I was like, yes, I want it. And then... And they started sending me more pictures, and the conditions started looking actually a lot worse than I had thought. Um, not that they were trying to hide anything, nothing like that. But then I was like, I got cold feet and said, look, I actually, uh, I'm backing out. Uh, in so many words, just because the condition was worse than I thought. And I, I felt bad, but hey, me, figure it out, right? But not only did I do it once... I did it twice and twice with the same fucking game. Oh my God, because what was going on was there was so much wear on the outside. I was like, well, you know, I convinced myself. Actually, I'll, I'll just get some decals and, and fix it, whatever. So I was like, yeah, no, it's back on. I'll do it. And then I started, <laughs> and then after that, I started realizing, okay, well, decals is roughly 200 bucks and then plus shipping. And then from doing art blades myself, like there's a lot that can go wrong actually in getting bubbles or getting this straight and i was like actually you know what i'm back out again <laughs> sorry fuck off in in a nice way uh and actually not a nice way. i was very much like i the thousand sorries a thousand you know apologies all this I, I felt terrible and if you're listening out there you know who i am and, and you have, i'm sorry uh, i backed out of the deal so i need to figure it out figure it out you know who had it figured out Figured out. when it comes to actually backing out of deals on that note is John T2 on Pinside. Awesome dude. We were going to make a, a deal on a game I was selling and he had to back out for just normal reasons as well. But stand up guy gave me a call, talked on the phone, explained the reasons. And it was all just very legit. Like, hey, basically there's one that's closer for essentially the same price, same condition. And I was like, well, if I was in your shoes, I would do the same thing. I would drive a lot less and save time and, you know, subsequently money to, to do that. No problem. So John T2, instead of just hiding behind a keyboard and, and canceling, gave a call man to man, did that. That guy has got it figured out. Figured out. And I know I mentioned we'll, we'll talk about news, but I, I think that news we will really just talk about with Kale and Doc because there isn't a ton of new news. We did see the Dead Flip stream with Gomez uh, of Bond, which looked, you know, good. Well, again, we'll hear more about it from people that actually played it. I have not played it, but there were no red flags per se to me. It was nice to finally see some really official gameplay and them actually talking about the left is the diamond, the, the spinner sound, which is, is, is kind of neat. And it, I, I'm happy to hear that they are very much aware of what we all are aware of. That was a very annoying sound. In other stern news, there is a new topper for The Mandalorian. 
For those waiting, the topper was just announced. You probably got a stern email. If not, Google it. YouTube is your friend. It's pretty impressive looking. You know, it's got this screen. It's got a lot of information. And you know, most of all, it's a very conservative $2,000. Get fucked. I mean, Jesus, that's a fucking meme price. Let's just charge $2,000. That's, that's Toy Story pricing right there. Uh, but apparently, that's normal market price because it sounds like them shits have sold out everywhere. My God, these you have too much money. These people, fucking Christ. Well, you know what I want to do is, is tell people in third world countries that don't have running water, we got more important things to spend our money on, you know, like this $2,000 topper for my pinball machine. Shit, humans are the worst. I'm, fuck. Now, I shouldn't speak like I spend money on dumb shit, but let's let's just think for a moment. What what can $2,000 buy? Well, it could be the difference between a pro and a premium. It could pay a very large medical bill. You know, let's see, what would it be? Like an MRI after good insurance. Uh, okay, that's probably worth $2,000. A beat-up car for like a 16-year-old that needs a beater. Okay, it could be 2,000 packs of gum. Or... It could be some plastic and a little screen that you put on a pinball machine and get a new mode. God damn. I guess it's just another feather in the cap of it's okay to be cynical because shit is way fucked. Now, I know this is just me and no shade being thrown to those who are buying this topper because, I mean, if I had enough money to wear a $2,000 topper, ain't no thing. Like, Congrats, me. That's a, an awesome free feeling. To accomplish the American dream of having enough money to buy things that don't bring you any sort of long-term happiness. What gives you these little highs once in a while, right? All of us who've experienced that, where you get money and realize, oh, that's not the key to happiness. Why didn't they teach us that in this capitalist country growing up in school? Hmm. Maybe a discussion for another time. So while we'll talk more about, you know, I'll say global pinball news with Doc and Kale shortly... My personal pinball news is not much has changed since, I guess, Mexico, but I've been very much playing a lot of Ghostbusters again recently, which that is one of my favorite games. And, you know, say what you will about the flipper gap. And I'm, I'm actually glad that it's there because it wards off some others that don't like it and leaves more in the market for us that really do. I think that's part of the charm of the game. I, it's really not that big of a deal. The, the physics of that game and how it's laid out, it really doesn't end up becoming an issue uh, ever, really, in my opinion. Uh, when I first played it years ago on location, I did think, what the fuck is this? But again, that's a location thing. And just like Star Wars, it, it just doesn't it lend itself well to location play. I think that's that's a home game. I'll gush about Ghostbusters more in the future when I review it. Um, the score will be high, though, uh, for those wondering, if you can't tell already. Aside from Ghostbusters, I've been playing a lot of Iron Maiden recently. I think I've said this in the past, but that is my favorite Elwin game. Um, there's just, you know, they did what I think the Metallica code tried to do, but better, uh, where like what I speak of specifically is the power stuff, power orbits, power ramps, power slings. No, that's like a separate kind of thing in there. Is that a tomb treasure? Is that what that is? Uh, the, the power pops where basically when you hit something X times, then you want to hit it X more for a reason, not just that's the whole point to get anywhere a la Metallica, but in Iron Maiden. It's that 
thing of where no matter what you're shooting, it's building towards something. That is a wonderful feature, I think, in any pinball game. And while other Elwin games have that kind of feature, whether it's the amber stuff in Jurassic Park or, you know, well, I guess in Godzilla, there's there's, <laughs> there's so much. But uh, Avengers hitting, you know, the, each actual hero multiple times. And there's something about Iron Maiden that's in the sweet spot of what he tends to do. He, referring to Keith Elwin. The rules are are so, I dare say, perfect because nothing's perfect but for me it's it's the no matter what you shoot you're getting towards something then there's your, your standard modes which are easy to start well you know i mean straightforward multi-balls straightforward uh the ramps i think are very satisfying even the left one i like it it's, it's not a big problem to me and the center shot sometimes i hear complaints on you know it doesn't really do much but i, I don't know for me that game just screams uh top tier pinball if I had one gripe, it's a very minor gripe that can be fixed by anyone. It's just the lighting. Not the lighting effects, but just the overall... It's a very dark game. That needs trough lighting. That needs additional spotlights. Maybe similar to Deadpool. But that is such a minor nitpick that... Eh, whatever. I just think Iron Maiden is one of the best games out there. So, I've been playing it a lot recently. Anyway, that's my news. Before we get to the nudge, bros, let's hear from our listeners. Oh, yeah, brother! Welcome to Top Four Pinball. I just got done with Episode 5 and listening to Episode 6. And all I have to say, if you're a smell, what the Rob is listening to. <laughs> that was a joy to listen to, honestly. When I was on vacation, I was with someone that has no idea that I do pinball stuff or pinball podcasts or anything. And, and they frankly don't know anything about pinball, period. And I said, hey, you want to listen to this voicemail? I hadn't listened to it yet. Let's listen to it together. They're like, okay, what? And I play it. They just looked at me like, are, are you okay? What the, what the fuck is this? Uh, anyway, I appreciate you calling in and leaving that fantastic voicemail. I got another email from a Matt that says, hey, love your podcast. Even better, it led me to Neon Dale. I'm a massive punk fan. I can't stop listening to your album on Apple Music. Well done. Looking forward to what is next to come. Thanks, Matt. Uh, it truly means a lot, especially that it led you to Neon Dale, which again, you can find on Spotify, Apple Music, your music platform of choice. Appreciate it. But enough of me. Let's hear from other pinball people so I can stop talking to myself. Ha! Ah, we're recording. Here we are. Let's see what happens. Welcome back, guys. Uh, Kale Hernandez and <laughs> Kale Hernandez. Curl and Curl Hernandez, uh, Kale Hernandez, and Doc Monday. Welcome back. We're back. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, and it couldn't be better timing because hopefully you guys will talk a lot because I picked up some sort of like Mexican plane aids uh, my way back from vacation, oh. and I feel like absolute shit. So if I die during this recording, which is highly probable, um, Kale, you can have like my audio shit. Thank you. Um, yeah, no problem. Ian, you can have like my weed, I guess. I was really hoping for pinball tables, but I, uh, I'll take that. <laughs> well, I have a Ghostbusters downstairs, but it, according to Nudge, you guys fucking hate Ghostbusters. I okay, I don't censor our writers, so I do not hate Ghostbusters at all. But <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a hard shooter. But uh, yeah, we had an article recently that was sort of anti um, playfield multipliers and. 
Ghostbusters is is a repeat offender when it comes to playfield multipliers. So, well, they're not going to like Bond, but we'll we'll get to that later. While you guys are here, the main reason for, I guess, anyone who hasn't listened to a previous episode of Pinball Party with these sons of bitches on, uh, Kayla Hernandez, owner and operator of Electric Bat Arcade in Arizona, uh, Doc Monday, editor-in-chief of Nudge Pinball, Kayla also doing um, art for uh, Nudge Pinball, a couple of nudge fuckers, yes. back again to mainly talk about Expo, because while I was getting uh, you know, the, the Mexican AIDS in Mexico, I was unable to attend the Pinball Expo 2022, which both of you attended. So we're going to just hear more about Expo from people who were there. And But before we get going, we didn't do this last time, and I wanted to do it this time. It's um, a segment I like to call Getting to Know Your Balls. We're getting to know your balls. I'm going to ask you each a question, a pinball-related question, and since it's two of you, I guess I'm going to ask for a little bit of brevity. But give me your answers, and and each time we'll start with Kale because he has the bigger beard. Okay, I win. Sorry about that, Ian. You could have you know grown a beard, but you didn't. Uh, all right, here we go. What gets your trigger? Wait, what gets your uh, penis harder? I should say, uh, multi ball or extra ball, Kale. Uh, a multi-ball because you cannot use an extra ball in a tournament. Good point. Ian, a multi-ball or extra ball? I'm going to go extra ball. Um, I'm a, you know, on location player. I don't do a lot of tournaments, so it's just found money for me. Extra ball and then extra game and then multi-ball. Multi-balls aren't special. I, I, I agree. Well, a good segue into uh, Kale. Do you prefer home location or... Do you pl- do you prefer playing at home or on location? One hundred percent on location. That's uh, I love feeling the 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 vibe of the uh, the arena, the venue. It's different everywhere. Every game is set up differently, with so you have to you know you have to get used to the the gameplay. Um, you know, home playing at home is kind of boring. I, I I get off on playing other people, being around other people, and. Uh, and the competitiveness of pinball. Ian, how about you? I think I know your answer, but home or location? I mean, definitely. As someone who owns zero pinball machines, I am a location guy. So Kale and I align on that one. A couple of liners, huh? All right. Uh, favorite era of pinball, Kale? Uh, it has to be 90s Valley uh, Williams, you know, your Judge Dreads, Twilight Zones, Adam's Family, because that's when I really, really got into playing pinball back in high school. Because of that, now I own those games and uh, play them all the time. That That's my favorite era. Ian? I am going to say now is my favorite era. I do love 90s games. I love 80s games as well. Uh, Pre-80s, it's a little bit rougher for me, but I think that there's just so much going on in terms of um, like interesting stuff happening in pinball. There's like new technologies coming out all the time. And uh, yeah, I think, I think now's, the, now's the coolest time to be alive. Kale, topper or no topper? Uh, no topper. I can use that money towards uh, other machines. Well, that's uh, that's the logic I use. How about you, Ian? Okay, well, I don't. Uh, that's a weird scarcity mentality there. So I'm going to say topper. I'm going to say you buy topper and you buy more games, buddy. Oh, <laughs> Mister Million Dollars over here. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know that is a 
for a little side tangent, I'm current currently thinking of possibly buying a topper for one game specifically. I've never bought in a topper. It's, I've I've had some in trades or like whatever, and then I sell them because like get the fuck out of here. It's just a topper. But okay. similar to the new Mandalorian, um, there's some that add additional things. And what I'm referencing right now is the uh, Avengers Infinity Quest. I was texting about it with you guys the other day, but the Avengers Infinity Quest topper has another mode, Gem Mania mode, which I know Insider Connected also enables too. But the topper has like progressive gameplay, you know, from one game to another. So if you get like one gem in a game and then you just play like dog shit the rest of the game, next time you play that game with the topper installed, it'll save that progress that you had. It could be from a week ago, it could be from a month ago. So if you get, you know, those six, is it six gems, whatever it is, over time, it doesn't matter how long it is, then you'll unlock that gem mania mode and then, you know, repeat. I think that is a very good thing for especially home players, like something to kind of progress towards. Um, so yeah, a, a fucking $700 reason for a multi-ball mode. <laughs> so stupid. I might buy one. That's uh, dumb. I mean, right. you should buy one. You're already leaning into it, man. Like, just go for it. Who cares? You live You live once. Who has them in stock? Marco has them in stock. Flippin' Out does not, even though Flippin' Out Pinball buy from Flippin' Out Pinball. I was going to say, don't, aren't you contractually obligated to buy them from Zach? That's not I, how this works. Well, I could show you this text. I text Zach yesterday. Hey, do you have a... Uh, Avengers Premium and Topper in stock? Can I give you thousands of dollars? No. Well, fuck. Get out of here then. All right. Enough of that. Kale, ramps or spinners? I'm going to have to say spinners. I love love the feel, uh, especially a fast opto spinner, man. Come on. Oh, the ones gosh, in baby. Beatles feel so good. Um, and I am a, I'm a single level fan. You're Oh, yeah? So you're going to buy the new Bondelli, I take it? Well, the... the Yes, I, I'm. We are first in line at our distributor, uh, so just depending on the price and if it makes sense, if it's something we can make our money back on, we will pull the trigger. Hell yeah! All right, Ian, ramps or spinners? Definitely ramps. I'm gonna go ramps. Uh, who doesn't like them? Apparently, Kale. Well, uh, all right. I, I mean, there's nothing more sad. Okay, spinners are, dude. This is a Sophie's choice uh, for sure. But I, I do think that, I don't know, there's just something about hitting ramp after ramp after ramp that like you kind of mm-hmm. keep that control and like, I don't know, like even a game like T2, I know that's not really how you're supposed to play it, but just going back and forth on those things is like therapeutic for me. So I'm, I definitely end up somewhere on the spectrum. Uh, and so for that, <laughs> reason, I'm going to pick ramps. I have a very bad habit with exactly what you said with Iron Man. Uh, because even though th- those ramps, you can go one to the other, to the other, to the other. There's some of the most satisfying ramps, but there's no fucking point. Like you don't exactly, yeah. It's but I keep hitting them. I'm like I don't care. I'm gonna keep. I shouldn't be hitting them, but here I go. It's fool's uh, gold, but that is why I'm like such a shadow fan because the you can hit ramps and that's literally all you have to do in that game if you want to. So, well, you heard it here first. Ramps, fool's gold. All right, Kale, <laughs> scoops or loops? Man, that's hard. I'm going to have to say scoops because without them, you couldn't play stall ball. Hmm. And forgive my ignorance. Is that an actual term aside from just literally what it means? Is it a thing beyond just when, when we get together, we we need to play this. So um, every, every Tuesday after our tournaments at electric bat, we all line up about 20 people and play stall ball. And so what you do, you, you've, you find a game like uh, maybe Creature 
or whirlwind, something that has something that will stall a ball, a locking mechanism, a scoop. And um, so you, you have a whole line of people. It's like a conga line. And uh, you, you, you start playing, you start up a game. And as soon as somebody stalls a ball, locks a ball, or, you know, puts it in a scoop, you know, something like that. It's what the, the fuck? Person. What is going <laughs> so on behind you right now? People are... <laughs> you sound like you're in a Wild West saloon. Yeah. yeah. Someone got shot. I actually am in a Wild West saloon. I am in uh, <laughs> one of our bars, Yucca North, in Flagstaff, Arizona. And uh, it's not operating now, but we're getting ready to uh, open up. It's not operating because someone just got murdered. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah, sorry about that. So, okay. uh, yeah, well, stall ball. So it's like a big, like a relay, a handoff. Once you once you uh, stall the ball, you hand it off to the next person. They have to run and start playing. And if they, everybody puts a buck in. So that's how, you know, you can make like 20, 30 bucks playing this game. And uh, so if you, if the ball drains, you get knocked out and you have to, you have to go elsewhere. If you lock a ball or stall a ball, you go to the end of the line. Mm. It's a ah. great game. Jason, I don't blame you for not knowing what that was because I also didn't know, but then we were standing outside at Expo. I won't necessarily say what we were doing, but um, all the hot nudge people came up to us like after they were eliminated from the tor- tournament, unfortunately for them, at Expo, and they're all like, let's play small ball. Like, How much you want to play for? And I was like, this is just you're hustling us because I have no idea what this is. And you obviously <laughs> like seem very good at it. So it, it must be some variant for these like gambling degenerates like kale mm-hmm. and the hot nudge folks. But yeah, I mean for upstanding citizens like ourselves, um, you know, it's, not, it's, it's yeah. not something that we do a lot. Uh, we're highbrow, you know, uh, Seymour. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, did we, okay. So we went off on scoops, Ian, Scoops or loops? Loops, of course. Orbits. I love them. Um, there's nothing more. I mean, medieval madness. It's the best, you know? You're mm. like, it does feel like you're jousting. You're like flying around. You get that thing like smoking in there. I, I, I mean, who likes to have a ball stall beyond just get- like degenerate gamblers <laughs> who are doing it to win? No one likes a stalled ball. You know, I like both. For some, I like a good scoop, not like a Metallica or Guardian scoop. What is a good know. scoop? I think I think Adam's Family is a good scoop. Okay, I yeah. think Deadpool is a good scoop. It's like the scoop that like you can hit ninety nine percent of the time to be, and one that you yeah. can cancel all the animations. Like get all right, it's in there. Get, here's one that's fucking terrible: Star Wars, because the R two D two mystery. Like, oh, I'm scrolling. No oh what. man, that is the worst. Oh, that that one me. is such a fickle, fickle thing. Um, I, I would say I would put Mando, I guess, as a good scoop. I like that one because you can mm. backhand it so easy and um, you can skip all that stuff. It's like one of the most important shots in that game, unfortunately. But yeah. Kale, what is your yes. current favorite game? After this past weekend, I'm going to have to say it's Bond, oh. even with the. Whoa. I knew he was going to say that. Yeah, you knew. Um, I'm such a shill. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, even with its, and we'll get into this later, even with the code where it is now, it's so much fun to shoot. And with all of the games on the floor at Expo, that was the one we kept going back to. Even Ian. 
Yes, even me. I don't know why we say even me. I, dude, I love Bond. Yeah, I think it's a great shooter. That's not my favorite game right now, though. I don't. Well, think. so tell me what your favorite game right now is. Uh, TX Sector, specifically the one that we saw at Expo. That game is wild, cool soundtrack. The one that was there had a crazy LED light show uh, involved with it. It was totally and trippy. Subwoofer. And the subwoofer was incredible. And I, th- I would say, uh, if we're as we transition into Expo Talk, I would say that is like the strongest argument to go to it is to see people's games and what they do with them because. A lot of them, even if you've seen the game before, it's just like such a one-of-one one kind of experience. So. Well, you're, you're right. Let's get to Expo in just a second. But the uh, antithesis of what I just asked, Kale, what is your least favorite game currently? My least favorite game right now is Led Zeppelin because I don't know oh. how to play it. And I keep getting it in tournaments and everybody keeps uh, absolutely fucking me up. I need to watch some tutorials because uh, there's some multipliers or something that I'm missing because, you know, I'm sitting there struggling with like 26 million and, and these guys have like 300 million. Uh, so right now, fuck that game. OK, <laughs> Ian, what game do you want to fuck? I'm going to take. OK, well, that wasn't the question. But uh, as far <laughs> as least least favorite game, uh, I am going to take some flack from this from especially tournament players, but. Not a huge fan of Rush. I just don't understand it. Oh. I don't know. I know. I'm sorry, but do you like the music? Well, I hate mm-hmm. the music. Yeah, I do. Oh. I do not like the music at oh. all. Um, I know. I drop him from this podcast. It's, I'm sorry. I, well, uh, look, nothing against people who like Rush. That's great. Um, but I just I don't understand what I'm supposed to be shooting for. And whenever I ask someone who's playing the game and they're like supposedly good at it, they're like. They're like, yeah, I can teach you. And then when you get there, they're like, oh, just like hit some shots in a row. Just it's Dude, all about combos. I'm like, okay, well. That's literally what happened when you asked me how to play it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everybody, yes. <laughs> the other day I was like, oh, actually, uh, you hit those flashy shits. <laughs> yeah, and that happened to me with Eric, who's like an amazing player. Uh, Eric Frick, uh, who is also a nudge writer. He writes under Br- Rick Brewster. Oh, uh, is he the, the guy... Uh, Guardians in Jurassic? Yeah, yep, that's that's him, oh, yeah. the, the guy who hates all that stuff. So he's an amazing player. Uh, Kale got to play some games with him this weekend. He actually set he set the uh, high score for like everyone for Bond uh, on the on the weekend, and he even he was like, yeah, you just hit hit some stuff that's lit up. I'm like, this is not the this is not the Bowen tutorial that I signed up for. So. <laughs> Well, uh, that was that was my last question, but I wanted to. Yeah, hey, uh, shout out to Eric if you're listening. Yeah, I, you know, I met him in person. We did a trade, and yeah, the quick game he like tested on my machine. Like, clearly, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Uh, he seems like an awesome player, good guy yeah, too. He's a real good player. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for uh, uh, letting me get to know your balls. So, Expo 2022. I have no agenda because I was not fucking there, but. Let me somewhat run this conversation from like someone who was not there, what I care about the most in order of what I'm thinking of, oh, what do I care about the most? So number one, of course, is is Bond. Uh, uh, Ian, let's start with you. What, what did, did you play it a bunch? What did you think? Give me all of it. Yeah, I think Bond was the game that we played the most out of everything. And I came away feeling really, really, really good about it. I think it looks beautiful. I thought... Um, like obviously the premium super cool um, and all like like the physical ball lock but honestly the pro is really really great and like I like I have said this before but I prefer the pro art package and that didn't change 
seeing it in person. But they had all three models there, excuse me, or just two? What did they have? They there? just had two, right, Kale? I don't think there was the third. There was yeah, they, they only had the pro and the premium. Yeah, but the they were um, they were both super cool. Uh, and what really stood out to me was they're great shooters. Um, like Zach said, the right hand side of of the play field is like such a great shooting thing. And and I agree with that. I I was actually talking to Eric about it, and I was like, it feels there are so many shots on that side that it almost even though it's not set up this way, it almost feels a little bit Jurassic Parky. But where Jurassic Park those shots are so tight. And it's kind of hard to hit. I never really felt that way with the shots. Like, obviously, you're finding them for the first time when you're playing it. But, man, there were, there was enough there. And, like, that kind of outside. I don't know, Kale, is that, like, an orbit? Or is it, like, a ramp, the, like, left-hand shot that, like, loops all the way around? Like, we were all geeking out about that shot whenever we hit it. We are like, man, it's so satisfying. It feels yeah, so it's good. A- it was a left orbit that shot up to a, a metal ramp and then returned to, I believe, the left flipper. Yeah. Um, so cool. But also, that orbit doubles as you're in, on the pro. That's your lock. From the other direction, it's your lock. When you hit that middle shot, it swings mm-hmm. around. Then that orbit feeds the both of the left flippers. So you can choose which shot to take from there. Yeah. So, what did you what did you think uh, of it? Well, the uh, the trans light says uh, Doctor No, but all I saw was Doctor Yes. It is uh. a ten out of ten. Even with really rough code, it was such a fun shooter. We we had an absolute blast with it. The only thing I didn't like, and some other folks was on the pro. Uh, it was it was while you're in the heat of battle. It's hard to tell if you're if you locked a ball because you know the it was uh. it very the indicator says you know hit the middle shot to lock a ball and you hit it and it the it, the ball zooms around the orbit and you know feeds either a left flipper and you know I'm sitting there going did I lock it and but I, that'll probably be fixed with software and maybe a call out you know a uh, uh, ball one locked. Uh, and then, you know, a ball two locked and then uh, uh, subsequently ball three locked uh, strap in. We're getting ready for a multi ball <laughs> strap on. Thank you for giving us the rundown of the ball locks in sequential order there. I he likes to that. give sequential orders. He, he, he does uh, a simple man, uh, you know, and that's one, how well. Two, yeah, I mean, they were, they were it was awesome, dude. And like, yeah, the code's not there. No, duh. When has the code been there on any game that's like come out in the last like whatever seven years? Like, yeah, the code's gonna get better. And from the thing that was the most clarifying to me was hearing actually before we showed up to Expo, watching the Dead Flip stream where uh, Gomez said it was really a licensing problem more than like a where the code is at. And um, we were lucky enough that we got to sit and play a game or two with Mike Vinicor. And man, he seems so excited on the code and so excited on the rule set and stuff. And um, yeah, I just, I, I really respect his work. I think it's good. Like, I think that Bond, like the little bit of blowback that's happening because of this like terrible release is just going to go away in the next like six months as, um, as that code continues to get like better and better. Although you're both saying the code isn't there and of course uh, I, I expect nothing less as well no knock against Stern that's just how shit goes 
from what I've seen online and like the multipliers, like although I like Ghostbusters a lot, but I I do agree with Eric's article of like sometimes multipliers can get in the way, a la Star Wars, in my opinion, where it's just it's just too much, and I just don't want to have to do that. Is the amount of multipliers in Bond creaking into that category where that's the name of the game? Well, they're going to have to fix the bonus system. And they said they were going to do that because Eric had a 750 million point bonus. And I think it was kind of based off uh, some of that stuff, like what you're talking about. But um, again, I just, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's going to be impossible to say that until we're like, it's further along. I think all you can do is talk about like the light show, uh, how it shoots, like what it kind of looks like in person. Um, I, I think the rest of it is just like conjecture at this point. Most people probably feel this way too, is that if it, you know, if it passes the sniff test of it shoots well, it's a good shooter. I think everything else then can be, you know, fixed in software. Yeah, or, for yeah. sure. Which is awesome. Uh, cool. Uh, you mentioned light show, Ian. Was there any takeaways? Is it just like, oh, it's fine? Or was there something that stood out kind of like, you know, Mandalorian or Ghostbusters where it's like, oh shit, that's a lot of lights. The, there was nothing on that level yet, and I don't know if there will be. Uh, I definitely think the Bird One multi-ball animation like is burned into my head forever because I saw it like that was one thing with the code was it wasn't where so I think in the dead flip stream it was just like it would start a multi-ball like almost instantaneously. It wasn't quite to that point with this one, but it was like very easy to start it like i watched so when eric was playing and like set that score he literally got bird one multi-ball i think three times on one ball (laughs) i was and had and had both outlane saves and so it was like he was just not ever gonna die and it was my first game like at expo he had been there for a while and been playing in tournaments and stuff and that was my first game i'm like cool dude like just have me like sit in the cooler for like 35 minutes on like ball one for you um, so I, I know that doesn't really answer your question about light show, but I was just like thinking like that is one animation, the like bird one multi-ball, which is like the rocket ship kind of okay. dil- dildo-y multi-ball, yeah. um, that happens, uh, that, that is like burned in my brain that that was happening over and over again. Well, yeah, I think everything else is like you said, conjecture, we'll just have to wait and see and uh, I want to get my hands on it. And, you know, I think I'll play it first, either at, I don't know if Reboot will get it before Tilt or if someone, I mean, you know, if it's the same time, I'll just go to Reboot. But uh, Yeah, I think Tilt's going to get tilt. it first, for sure. They're, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. When are you getting it, Kale? Do you know? Do you have an ETA? Uh, it's supposed to ship next month, the Pro. Right. For me, that was by far and away the most important thing for Expo, the things that I wanted to know. I know way far below that is kind of the auxiliary game. I mean, Queen, did you guys play Queen? I did play Queen. Um, it was fine. Uh, I think it looked, it actually looked surprisingly cool to me. Like I took a couple pictures of Queen and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't like setting out to uh, do that. And, and no, like nothing against the game or whatever. Like we, we kind of just know like Nudge in general has kind of come out like a lot of music themes are pretty stale. And even though I liked Queen like in high school, which probably, tells you a lot about my high school experience and um, how much I wasn't dating uh, <laughs> that, that uh, like queen just kind of like didn't really do it for me as a theme, but like, man, it actually looks pretty dope. And like the, the miniatures that they have in the game were cool. And um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I thought, I, th- I 
it was fun. I don't know. You only played two balls on it, so it was like hard to, oh, right. to like get a feel for it. And there was a line the entire time um, there, but it, it actually kind of like did it for me. Kale, did you play it? Yes, uh, Rachel and I played Queen. We we stood in line and played two balls and thought it, but we thought it was fine. It was a, a pretty game uh, with lots of bugs in the code. They were having a you know adjust it as we were playing. Um, and they, hmm. they said, yeah, this is, this is super rough code and we're still working on it, you know, which is fine. Um, but it, it, it was fun. It looked cool. The music was awesome. Probably won't be buying it, but, uh, I think some people will have fun with it. And when you say buying it, you're usually, um, talking about the arcade, right? Like buying one for the arcade. Correct. Yep. Was there, I feel like I'm forgetting another new ish game that was there or was that, well, Mad, Mad, a working magic girl was there. Oh, correct. Was and it working the whole time? It, uh, yes. Besides, yeah, it uh, the whole time. yeah, it worked. Uh, a couple of balls got stuck and, and we had to move the machine around, but it worked. It felt like a uh, classic Papa Duke game. Um, it's beautiful. Do you think, do you think those games are beautiful? Everyone always says that about Circus Voltaire and magic girls. Oh, like, I love them. I mean, like, respectfully to the artist, but I just, like, I hate that color combination, man. That, like, puke green that you see so much on that stuff is, like, it literally is the barf, like, emoji, like, that color green. Like, it's all over that game. I, I don't know. And, and same with, like, Circus Voltaire or any of those. I, I, I just never see what other people see in those art packages, I guess. Yeah, so Rachel would agree with you on that. She hates the way Circus Voltaire looks. She uh, hates the color combos. Uh, Yeah, she doesn't like playing it just because of that. You guys should have talked about that. You know, I don't have any sort of like soft spot for this this magic girl thing. You know, no offense to those out there or you two if you're like, oh, I got magic. But when I heard it was there, I was like, yeah, you know. Okay. I, it, exactly. It didn't really like totally move. The, I mean, it's a cool thing. It's like a cool oddity to have. And I think we could talk a little bit about that is that I think especially Rob Burke felt like they were really emphasizing getting more value for your dollar this year at Expo. I would say like we haven't talked about this yet, but overall, like my Expo experience from last year to this year was like night and day better this year. Awesome. Um Last year, there was like a lot of talk about how you couldn't be in the free play area pretty much, I think, like after 9 or 10 p.m., um, unless you had like some kind of press credentials or whatever. Um, this year, it was just like one big area. Um, and it like all the seminars were free for people to attend. And there was actually like a lot of dope stuff there. And it just felt, I don't know, it felt, it felt full this year in a way, not necessarily attendance wise, which I think is still coming back. Uh, after the pandemic, but I think just in terms of like stuff to do and like people to like see and seminars to go to and stuff, like it was, it was awesome. Um, Kale, did you kind of, I mean, I feel like we're on the same page with that. Well, I I didn't go the prior year, so I didn't uh, deal with all of that. I did go the year before that in in the old venue. I think the setup was a little bit different and I, and I was working the, uh, the Marco booth, so... Okay, yeah, fair enough. You're just going to be, like, political about it. But I'll say this. Uh, it was awesome, and the 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 snark from Creasel was uh, unwarranted, I'll say that. I'm, I'm very happy to not necessarily start a rivalry with uh, Creasel on this podcast, but I will say um, 
you know, he's a little out of pocket. I'll say that he, uh, he was hate, he was hating on Expo a little bit. He said the only reason to go to Expo was to play Magic Girl, and then when uh, Zach kind of called him on it, he was like, "Well, some people think that." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, no one thought that. Come on." No, that's that's ridiculous. This was, and I have been uh, when when I used to travel for work, I've been to every single pinball arcade convention out there. This was one of the the top ones. It was a lot of fun. Um, Tons of, uh, you can't beat the homebrew section. This has the best. Oh my God. We didn't even talk about that. We should definitely yeah. like talk about some of those homebrews. Yeah, we, we actually, we missed, we missed a new game, uh, Fathom. Oh, right. Yeah. We played, we played Fathom. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful game. Um, really cool. It was built on, and I, I didn't realize this. It was built on the fast operating system. That's something huh. you can use for homebrews or modding your current games. And so that was kind of cool. I didn't get a chance to play it, actually. Um, I, I saw it when I was walking around, but um, it was really so like if we can just like talk specifically for a second about kind of the like nudge experience there was for us, like it was a lot of meeting people and like kind of networking. And that was a cool thing for us is like getting to meet a lot of the people at Stern that I like really look up to and, and um, just like think are kind of like creative geniuses. And, and I got, we got to hang out with Scott Denisi like all day on Saturday when we were doing pinball Olympics, which was just like some more craziness. But for me is like, I actually didn't get to play very much pinball. I think I probably played like a dozen games over the weekend, which is kind of like, I mean, you guys like pinball too. That's kind of like hell a little bit. And I think uh, Kale, you did a better job of like, mixing in both like i think you and rachel kind of played everything you wanted to play too but um for me right. it was really like i had to make some like choices on 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 which games i really really wanted to play and there were some like like i said that tx sector was like so cool and but some of the games that i got more obsessed with was not the newer stuff it was just like really appreciating the creativity and what people are doing with the older stuff and yeah also those homebrews were just like awesome uh very 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 cool and like surprisingly fun to play um i heard zach call him like sloppy today and i was like i want to know what game he played because we played man uh kale you know who made that dukes of hazard game but that's like one of the that's that was so fun and like supremely hard but it's a it's a legit game right and and zach admitted on the podcast uh he was just going by appearances uh, that Dukes of Hazard. It was built by our friends uh, Jake Danzig and uh, Katie and Olivia Helm, and they that game is unbelievable, rock solid. It played flawlessly the whole weekend, the whole week. Yeah, and, um, that's that's better production than a lot of a lot of the production games out there. For sure. Um, it, Anything it, specific you want to compare it to? Um, well, I can just tell you what it is. It's it's well, I know where we're going here. Yes, <laughs> it, it it is. It plays. It is uh, uh, better. It has better build quality. And, you know, they actually wrote the software for this thing. It works better than a spooky game. That's what we're looking for, right? Looking for sound. <laughs> That's what that, we're looking for. That was the sound clip. No, I, and I mean, I agree with that. I think it does. I mean, it's it was all the modes were like you know, pretty easy to understand, but also, uh, yeah, the light show was super cool. There's this like multi ball in it. So it's basically kind of like a paragon 
Um, right, isn't that right, Kale? It's like Paragon, but it's they, sort they of use a, the for the base of the game, but it is not yeah. a retheme. No, because it, there was like all kinds of stuff just like specific to, to that game that were super cool and like a light show when you would eventually get a multi-ball. So you're kind of like getting chased by the cops and it's doing like red and blue lights, you know, like cherries and berries in your rear view mirror where you're just like, man, like to me, that's why you go to Expo. Like sure, James Bond is cool, but man, to like be able to play that or um, that guy, Ed, I always forget his last name, but he like has a bunch of YouTube videos about homebrew and he had his ghost in the shell there and just like talking to him about like anime and like we're never going to get anime pins. So the only way that we'll ever like be able to have that is like through home brewers. And um, yeah, it was like, it's just those, those guys are artists, you know, and they're doing it for no other reason than they want to see like whatever the theme is, they like have some idea in their head about how to represent that on a pinball, like, in a pinball game, which is like, that's freaking nuts and awesome. So my other, you know, question from Expo was how did your seminar go? It went really well. Um, yeah, it was well attended, like surprisingly well attended. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was super cool. Uh, Kale, what did you think? I mean, you were, you were in the I, thick of it as well. I thought it was great. Uh, you moderated well. We had. Um, I was really surprised at the turnout. Um, Rachel had a, had a lot to say, and I'm glad she got a chance to join us. I was surprised how many people approached us after the talk. Yeah, it was wild. Wanted to take us uh, outside and and just learn more about what we do and how they can better their lives with our knowledge. It was, and, I, and I'm being for real. I was blown away. They actually wanted to hear more from us. For and, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I pushed back against that guy. So they're like, I mean, you know, pinball people, they're collectors. They have memories that go back forever. And, and one guy who was there, actually the person who like announced uh, us coming up, is a big magazine and zine collector. And I kind of misstated what a zine was. And like his hand was the first one up shot up in the Q and a section. And it was like, well, no, actually this is what a zine is. But he was like, you know, he was being actually genuinely supportive. He was super excited about it. Well, we, we covered new games, new as in homebrew games, which Dukes a hazard, even just the theme alone. That is, that is sweet. It was fun, man. Uh, Oh man, I got, I got to. You think there's some YouTube videos of that? I got to see it. If you have some, some. Yeah, links. actually, I, I will. Uh, we we streamed it on our uh, Twitch. Oh, you did. But uh, it's it's gone now. But um, Jake Danzig put it on his YouTube page. Um, and if you can't find it by searching, you know, pinball Jake Danzig Dukes of Hazard, I will find it for you. I, I have the raw file. I can send to you. Well, you know. Uh, that's uh, all the other expo things I've heard, either from uh, other TPN guys or Zach's podcast, which you know he did a good job explaining a lot of the, the vendor stuff. I this is not expo related, but this kind of came up last second, and I'm really glad to have an arcade operator here. Is the update that came out today for Insider Connected, which I I'll just you know read what some of the press release from Stern says. I'm 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 abbreviating some of it. 
But I think one of the most important pieces of it, and I guess my final question will go to you, Kale, but it says, beginning with James Bond 007, Stern launch parties are even better with Insider Connected. Upon logging into their Insider Connected account, players will be able to discover official launch parties near them. By scanning in and playing on any connected machine at an official launch party, players will be able to achieve a special digital launch party badge on their profile. It's more fun to compete. So, you know, what this reads to me is, you know, more motivation or incentivization, if that's a word, uh, for people to go on location and play games. So this sounds like, and Kale, I don't know if you have any more, excuse the pun, insider information. This is this is very much a, uh, a location-based reward for players to come in. Do you know anything about this? Did you know this is coming out? Have you thought about it since it was released? I, I, I only know what you know. I don't, I don't get any inside information. My buddies at Stern are tight-lipped. I don't learn about the new machines from them. I don't learn about any stuff uh, on Insider Connected. They're very good at being tight-lipped and, and, and keeping a surprise a surprise. Um, yep, I'm excited about this. I'm. Uh, it's very cool to be able to search for these parties within the uh, within the I guess, yeah. web app, right? They don't have an actual app right. yet, but that that is in the works. I hope I'm not spoiling it. I think everybody knows what we are excited about. Besides that, are the uh, we can view tech alerts. Right. Yeah. I guess I glossed over that. A AKA didn't read that part. Yeah. So that how does that differ from? Yeah. Well. <laughs> You know, sometimes to me, they're not accurate. Like where if you go into tech alerts, uh, at least in the menu, you know, where the asterisk is, like while the game's booting up, sometimes you'll see errors like on a node board or something else before it happens. Is this separate than like that? Is that, do you know? I haven't looked at it yet. So I don't know uh, from talking to the guys at Insider Connected, we'll be able to tell how many times the coin door has been opened. Um, maybe if a switch hasn't been activated in a while, then we need to check it. Uh, but I, I haven't looked at it yet. I'm prob I'm about to as soon as we're done uh, recording this. I wanted to just go back real quick and talk about how effective a strategy it is to have um, Stern Insider Connect, like to have those badges, because that was something we went to Logan Arcade Thursday night. That was the first night that I was in, and and Logan was having a, a Bond release party there. And like, there were so many people there and I guarantee they were there to get that badge. You know, it's like, it sounds dumb, but it's actually like very, uh, you know, it's like Pokemon or something. You want to, you want to catch them all. And that's one that can only happen there. And, and as far as like making, I, I think that's such an awesome, like, okay, we have one Stern in this or one, one shill for Stern, uh, amongst us. So I don't want to go like too hard, but I do think that's like such a cool, um, thing to like throw to operators and arcade owners that Stern can do is like, we talk so much about like a lot of this stuff is probably for the home market, right? Like talking about a $2,000 topper that saves your progress. Like that's for oh. the home market. That's not for operators. Insider connect is for operators, for location people like it's it's to it's both it, it is it, it's for both for sure but i do think that's like a strength of it and a big part of our talk was like how do we grow this hobby how do we keep it growing into the future you know and i don't think it's necessarily like getting people who are already into pinball more into it i think it's like getting people who are casuals or who aren't that into it into it and like that is a way to do it. Like, even if you don't totally understand pinball, you do understand scanning something and like getting a, 
you know, getting a little prize or getting whatever. And, um, I, I, I do think that that's a really, um, cool part of it for sure. Like no matter how else you feel about the rest of it. So I don't know if it's the greatest innovation in the last 40 years. Uh, I would probably put ramps, uh, ahead of that, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. You know what I think they should do with it and not to interrupt your train of thought, but to literally interrupt your train of thought, (laughs) something I think they could add into insider connected. Maybe this is a freebie for Stern is that while there's progression with games from toppers or insider connected, you know, the, uh, TMNT, you know, you can level up your turtle. And if you log in again, you can keep leveled up. You know, I, I think that's a great idea. I think more in, um, incentives for players would be the more games you play every, I don't know what it is, 10 games. Let's say you play, you get a free credit on any game you want via insider connected. Like oh, you scan it and idea, Hey, yeah. you know, you get a free game or, you know, on your birthday, you get a free game, all those little things where like, yeah, there's replay, but, I mean, honestly, replay is the only location thing at home. You always just turn it off and whatever. But I think having, yeah, more incentives to actually play the games versus what usually I think stops casuals and not to be derogatory toward casuals, but, you know, fucking plebs is that either they're playing Star Wars because they're like, oh, it's Star Wars. And they play it like, well, this is the worst plunge I've ever played. And this game is is crap. I'm never going to play it again. And they're just never going to play it because it costs money. But if you have like, you know, a f- maybe the first three times you play a game, it's free with Insider Connected. Like give someone a chance to get through that barrier of like, I don't want to spend money just to get frustrated. Give me a few games to play. I, th- I think sure. that would really help. Some that's that's coming. And even to the point where us operators will be able to control some of that, where we'll be able to uh, maybe have high score tournaments and give away uh, a meal, cheeseburger, a t-shirt. Yeah. So that type of stuff is in the works. Last question I have for you guys before I let you go is completely unrelated to everything aside from what should I buy next? And when I say buy next, I'm not like, Oh, just some quadrillionaire that buys fuckloads of games, but you know, I'm, I'm bored with the game and whatever selling a couple. Do I get an Avengers infinity quest premium with a topper like an idiot or a walking dead premium? Or both? I would do the Avengers. It's an Avengers premium, right? Correct. Yeah, I would do the Avengers. I would also do the Avengers, but I enjoy Avengers. And I hate to say this, but I'm not a huge Walking Dead guy. I know it's like really cool code and people like it a lot. I think I just don't like the theme. It's kind of gross. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, not a good, huh. not a good reason to not, but uh, I mean, it is my reason. So I would say uh, definitely AI, AIQ. I think a theme is a great reason. Why, Kale? If I can dig a little deeper, just from your, you know, arcade and mm-hmm. tournament play, uh, why do you say Avengers? Be- Over a game like Walking Dead, where it seems like, yeah, it's like it's it's the god of all code, and I, oh, I, I like, both. I love, I love Walking Dead also. Um, I love the comic. I love the show. I lo- I've hung out with some of the cast, and we had a lot of fun. Um, but oh yeah, I hang out with the cast too, dude. Yeah, yeah no biggie. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I hung out with the blue guy. Which one's the blue guy? He's the drummer. The drummer. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of them. Oh, that's he, right. He was that's the wrong. He was okay. Guardians, but he was a, a, a just a regular old redneck like me and and Walking Dead. I can't remember his name, Michael something, but it, good guy. You should get Avengers just because the 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 code is so crazy deep, and I think it, it, it it's better as a home game where you can really like 
you know, sit down with your beer or coffee, whatever you like to do, your your green tea, and uh, really delve into that code. And it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't like it as much on location, just because um, you know I don't I don't I don't play it enough to to be able to blow it up in a tournament. And and uh, you know I don't know which multi ball to go for and what mode to do. Uh, so yeah, I would like, I would like to have it at home and just really, uh, get into it like a good book. Mm. I think that that's a really compelling, uh, answer for sure. I, I agree with you. I think it's definitely like one of those ones that feels like it's most effective at, at home as you do it. Cause like for me, I don't have it at home, but I just, I play it on location all the time, but I had to play it on a location, like almost the only game for like three weeks in a row. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like starting to figure this out. And I like it more every time I play it. So I, I do think it's uh, the opposite of love, diminishing returns, love, uh, in increased returns. That's exactly where I'm at with it. Because when I first played it, it was like, you know, a month after it came out at Tilt, whatever that was, two years ago, whenever Avengers came. And they all, you know, most often have the LEs there. And so I played the LE, and I was like, wow, this game's great. The things that stood out to me back then, because, you know, when you first play a game, you're not thinking of, like, the deep code. You're like, it's shot great. Yep. I thought the lighting effects were fantastic. And I just liked the overall... I liked the portal lock, the, you know, it spins. Oh, and, and I you, love it that turns thing, into a scoop. Yeah. So when I got a chance to get a, a pro like a month or so after that, um, back when prices were still like normal-ish, um, I went and picked it up and I got home and I started playing it. And like the, the uh, Captain Marvel ramp for me, I was like, ah, maybe take it or leave it. Like not a big deal, but whatever. Okay. But I kept hitting the whatever, the, the spinner, the Doctor Strange portal lock thingy. And I was like, okay, why isn't it lifting up? I thought the game was like broken. So I took the glass off and I'm like, oh, shit. I thought that lifting up was on all the models for some reason. And for me, that was the biggest draw. It was that it turned into the scoop. And I was like, fuck me. So I sold it within a couple of weeks. Because for me, I don't like when um, uh, when you have to do like, I don't mind a virtual lock. But when it's like that integrated to where it's like, oh, no, just like shoot the right loop and or shoot the right ramp. Like, come on, man. Was, like, I don't know. It, that was a weird. I agree with you. Like just for the pro with um, AIQ that... Like it feels weird because it's not the same shot, you know, like right. to, to, to start the mode. Like that is the part for me that felt like weird and like, sure. It's an easy shot, like to hit that ramp, but like that ramp is very similar. I think to the right ramp on Godzilla where it feels I agree. like it's so forgiving, but yeah, I, 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 I hit hear, it every time. Yeah. I hear you though. Like it feels not as cool as like, I just like the idea of you taking the glass off and being like, I did. I wiggled that. I'm like, shit. Like, no, no ball, no open. Like, oh, my heart sank. I remember it vividly. Like, no way. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard, man. Just like your nose pressed up against the glass, like looking at it. Like, it was early enough in my like dumb shit trading selling times where like I didn't look at the feature matrix or just assumed like, oh, why they wouldn't change that in a pro. Like, yeah, I don't mind the like, you know, bicycle girl, girl ramp shit, you know, all those little things. But like that, I was like, what? That's the game. What are you talking about? Um, not only is like how you start molds, like portal locks are in there and it, uh, yeah, get fucked. Uh, all right. Well, so AIQ, that's what I was leaning towards. And if I do, I'm getting the topper because I'm uh, I'm an insane person and there's no reason. Um, but I'll do it. Right. Do you yeah. still do you still have your um, Black Knight Sword of Rage? Hell no! It's been more than two two weeks, so of course I don't have it. Oh man! Uh, no, I wish I yeah. could have seen that when you had it. That's 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 my game. You should have held on to that for more than two weeks. What what are you doing? Can we? Okay. I, I, 
Kale, I have issues. For, for one second, like, can we have an intervention for Jason here that he's like, <laughs> he's going through these games too fast, dude. Don't oh, you yeah. think? Yes. I will be the first one to say it. Uh, I absolutely. You know, I, I, I do it, but no, don't I, I don't know what it this is. is. Look, okay. bud. Kale, right? Don't you think? <laughs> um, yeah, but I kind of understand it because I, boy. you guys don't have the, the location play like, like I do, right? Yeah. Well, we're, get, we're getting there, bud. Also, like you, we look. We can't have an intervention if one of the guys, is like, you know what, life is hard. I get what <laughs> yeah, you do. Keep crack. drinking. Like, yeah, yeah keep, like, drink. keep going. No, I hear you, and that, and that's what that's what we did. You you have to keep them. Uh, you know, you, you can't just let them. You can't let them go, man. You gotta you gotta oh. bring them into the home, fall in yeah. love them, take care of let them. Meet, get to let them meet your parents. You know, break uh. them and fix them. You know, just uh, just keep going, run them into the ground, and then <laughs> you have enough to open an arcade, and then you're making money. You know, you need ah, to be shit. the pioneer in your area. You need to do it. You need to make the difference. Okay, I'm going to definitely back you up on that one. Dude, Jason, become an operator around here. Uh, Nudge will back you fully. I'm saying it right now. We'll give you a free uh, quarter page ad. We're not going to give you a full page ad. <laughs> But uh, we'll give you a free, so nice. dude, a free quarter page ad by by uh, Kale Hernandez. People, that's a priceless oh, commodity. Shit. And I will come. Yeah, no. I will come on location. I will make an appearance. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yep. I will run it for you, J- Jason. I, and like you know, I love you, bro. But you're definitely one of those guys where it's like you bring your new girlfriend around, and you're like, man, I like her so much. She's, she's great. And like Jason, be like. But isn't her laugh like kind of weird? And then that's like all you can hear forever. It's yes. like that's that's like that's Jason's vibe with pinball. <laughs> well, what goes like, in my head is like, did I just spend nine thousand dollars on this thing that annoys me? You know, this nine thousand dollar mistake. So I'm like, oh, get out of here. Yeah, it's it's neurotic. Yeah. Do you always just have one game at home? It's usually between one and three. Um, three is kind of my maximum, uh, just because I don't, you know, they're expensive as shit. Yeah. You know, I don't. So right now I have a Ghostbusters and then I have an Iron Maiden and a game that's just not really mine. So yeah, I heard, uh, I heard you got a <laughs> Guardians over there. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I suggest to, to switch things up a little bit. Next time you buy a machine, Get get a classic. Get it. Get like a classic. Word. Get it. Get a nitro ground shaker. Uh, get a night rider. Like I think you need the the uh, the variety. That's that's one thing you're missing in your life. You have all these brand new Stearns. You need and, I, and you know I love Stearns. You you need yeah. to throw in a classic so you can you know go play that for a little bit and then come back and and play a modern game with the ramps and all the good stuff. I think you're, you know, that that's great advice because I also think that part of this is right. Like Jason, you're ru- you're running through these games. Like you you play them to like play play through everything and like get there yeah. right. But then yep. once that's once that novelty is out of there, um, you're you're kind of moving on. For me, I don't yeah. know if it's because I'm a simpleton and a stoner, but I could play the same game every day for the rest of my life i think you know oh, to be honest with you that's hell <laughs> to me uh, oh man but but i do think like playing some of those older games it kind of gives you an appreciation for some of that stuff like 
before we had reboot and Eau Claire and uh, you know, we just had Eau Claire games in arcade, like they weren't getting in any new Sterns. Um, so it was like, I just got really into like fire and I got really <laughs> like system mm-hmm. 11 games, you know? Um, and yeah, I, I think that's good advice. Uh, uh, the only non Stern like, no. games <laughs> I've had, no, no, you're not wrong. The only non Stern games I've ever owned in the house are twilight zone attack from Mars and uh, star Trek next gen. Um, I mean, uh, Attack from Mars, obviously, but, you know, Next Gen just from, you know, Star Trek fan and then Twilight Zone, because obviously, but I don't think Twilight Zone is a great home pin. I've generally found that my favorite era of games is the like 2003 to 2013 Stern, like the the Star Treks, the Walking Deads, Spider-Man, CSI, (laughs) uh, Wheel of Fortune. Uh Uh-huh. Sopranos. (laughs) Sopranos. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I do. I, well, that's the thing. When you when you have one or three pins, it's like how much variety can you really get? Sometimes I get that uh, neurotic of like, well, I want all Spike Twos because Insider Connected. But then every time it's like, well, I'm, what the fuck? That doesn't do anything for me. Uh, mm. Yeah, but you just need to switch some stuff up. You know, let's let's shake up your life a little bit. I, that's that's a good that's good advice, Kale. Maybe I need a Halloween. Get a Halloween in oh, here. Oh, I'll give you one. Just. Yeah, maybe, you know, I, I've thought about TNA. I, I do actually like TNA quite a bit. TNA um, is great. We have one right here. Um, and I'm excited about the new code that Scott's doing. God, I don't want it to be so expensive. I, I just want to pay like a good, you know, your average eight grand for one. Well, maybe I'll just find it. just find an old one. Find a used one. Yeah. That, yeah we, uh, trust me, find an old one. You don't want anything this new crew is making at Spooky. <laughs> Oh boy! Jesus Christ! Here we go. Oh man! Hey, I'm just trying to. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, that's a that's a good note to end on. Well, hey, thanks, Nudge guys, for uh, talking shit, uh, talking about Expo, all that. Um, yeah. Any last thanks. words on Expo? Thanks so much for having us. Uh, as far as Expo goes, we're gonna have an article about our breakdown of it um, probably next week. And then actually, this is going to be, I'll tell this to, to y'all, um, this is like a exclusive to your audience, but um, issue three of Nudge is actually going to be a cover story on Pinball Olympics, which we didn't even get Ooh. into, but is the brainchild of all the people from uh, Pinball Life, and Scott Denisi is heavily involved, and it is, I mean, we got the wildest pictures that you've ever seen. And uh, it was so crazy that one of our writers uh, barfed. Oh, I won't say I won't say which one, but we did get pictures. So uh, <sighs> those are that's going to be going in issue three. Issue two comes out um, hopefully some by the end of next month um, or like first week of December. Issue three is going to be very heavy on pinball Olympics. So very excited. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Thank, right. thank you so much, Jason. It's always a real kick in the pants. And I know I told you uh, last time I listened uh, to uh, one through five of the of the pinball party, and I've uh, subsequently I have I've followed it up. I did uh, I did six, uh, seven, eight, and I am looking forward to nine. Just tell them to go to nudgepinball.com. That's what we're looking for. So uh, sign up. The, all our all our issues are sold out. Uh, as actually, Shit. thanks thanks to this podcast from the last time we were on. But uh, sign up for the email list. You're welcome. And uh, you're going to get free articles every week. You'll be in the know. So. Ooh, shit. All right. Well, so it sounds like my homework is to get a non-stern game soon. Um, okay. 
Well, your homework is to, I don't know, get a new fucking microphone or whatever. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah. And, and you gotta, together. I got a lot of homework. Yeah. And Kale, stop living in like a murder bar, whatever the fuck you're He'll doing. He'll never stop. He loves it. That's where I make all my money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. We'll talk Thank to you, you again. Jason. Always a pleasure to have the Nudge Pinball guys on. Again, check out nudgepinball.com. Thanks, guys, for talking about Bond, talking about all the homebrew stuff, talking about, you know, everything Expo-related because I didn't know. I wasn't there. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll talk to you guys again soon. That's all I really had. Um, You know, happy to be back. Hopefully, next time, I won't have such a stuffy nose and I'll feel better. But until next time, we will review games and talk to you later. This has been Jason with The Pinball Party. Better than a spooky game. That's what we're looking for, right? <laughs> looking for something. <laughs> That's what that we're was, looking for. That was the sound clip. And fine.